0: thanks for downloading this episode from Teachers Talk Radio. You can find the full schedule and listen back to all our shows at ttradio.org. Enjoy the podcast!
1: Teaching is a rewarding profession, but it comes with its fair share of challenges. That's where ADAPT come in. We're not your typical trade union, but instead a modern, apolitical alternative, offering expert legal, employment and mental health support, protection without the politics. So what makes ADAPT different? We're always apolitical and independent, specialized solely in supporting individual teachers. Our caseworkers are professionally qualified, ensuring you always get the best advice. Plus, there's 24-7 mental health support. Whether it's a simple contract check or handling serious allegations, ADAPT are here for you. Join the thousands of educators who've chosen ADAPT to protect their careers. Subscribe at adapt.org.uk today. Adapt. Supporting school staff.
0: Protecting careers. And I hope you're well as well, sitting, sitting comfy and ready for Teachers Talk Radio's Tuesday Late Show. That's what we're here for. That's why we've all gathered. And I can see actually my guest for this evening has already popped in. She's... uh, She's ready and raring to go. So, uh, Ray, good evening to you, especially this evening. And I will come to you very shortly for this evening's topic, which is all about, well, teachers who have either stepped down from leadership or just have never fancied it. So we're going to get involved in that in a moment. But as we're back doing my traditional show format, because... The, uh, two weeks ago, I believe it was, I spoke to um, Adrian Bethune about his book, Wellbeing in the Primary Classroom. And that, I believe, in fact, I know for a fact, has been podcasted. So if you'd like to go back to listen to that, um, he's one of the nicest people in education. And I don't I don't say that without, you know, sort of really understanding that 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 is the case. Uh, the book Wellbeing in the Primary Classroom is also well worth a um a read as well so please do go and and check that out too um being back to my traditional show format I normally start oh I have done in the past those of you who are familiar with my show with kind of what's gone on in sort of my my week in education I think it 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 humanizes me and it kind of also sort of makes the rest well hopefully makes the rest of you feel that actually your life is you know maybe just as mad as mine uh, or your teaching life especially I just think it's it's quite nice to to share and also to to make you feel that you know you're not the only ones going through this this absolute madness I'm back down I say back down I'm in year four this year I haven't taught in year four since I left the UK coming up for three years at the end of this month I'm based in in greater Lisbon in an international school Um, and I've been in year five for the past three years so it's actually quite nice to come down a year i feel like year four and you may disagree with me on this those of you who are primary teachers it's kind of the last year before the attitude really kicks in and you start to get that slightly surly attitude from from some of them i mean it might be wrong you might have had year five classes who are absolutely delightful and to be fair the three that i had were interesting and different and delightful in their own way but there were certainly moments of um Yes, attitude that crept in at certain points in the year. But this year's delightful bunch, I'm sure are going to provide me with so many stories, one of which um, already uh, there's one of my girls who um, is a very funny little character who comes up to me most mornings with a story of some sort. But currently she is convinced that parts of the playground are haunted. And she tells me these stories with such conviction that... I'm inclined to believe her, and when I relayed this to my co-year four teacher, who actually had the class last year in year three, she said, "Lucy, you, what, you actually believe parts of the playground are haunted." I said, "Well, if if this this little girl says that they are, then who am I to, to tell her she's she's wrong? I mean, I don't I don't think she's progressed to to uh, sort of." full-on hallucination or anything like that yes she seems you know generally fine um she's not one of the ones i mean i think we've all had those pupils where uh, you worry that you're going to wake up and find them standing over you over your bed um or maybe that's just me as well i i, I don't know so yeah she's interesting um got a few little characters in there some of them are uh just hyper and, and animated and it's actually you know good good to see that they're that they're kind of ready and excited by school and others um are gonna need some work, they're gonna need some uh some uh jollying along but we're we're in it, we're uh up for it. And uh, you know, they're just yeah, they're they're good fun. But um I don't think I mean I'm sure there have been weird and wonderful things that have happened already. Uh I have to say I do start try and start the day with a morning challenge and some of them Uh, have been sharing fun facts with me that they want to include with this. And some of the fun facts they've come up with, I've had to um, corroborate because you've got to be careful what we share in this day and age. But actually, large numbers of them have turned out to be true. Like, for example, and I know I'm deviating wildly here, but I will get to the point of my show in due course. But, for example, I didn't know that if you line up all your blood vessels, um, they stretch to about 100,000 kilometres. So... You yeah, know that was a new one on me. And um, the other one that was really interesting was that um, apparently Romans used to use birds to predict the future. I'm not quite sure how they used to do this, or you know, in what way they did this. But hey ho, that is that is what uh, that is what fact finding is is all about. But uh, yeah, some of them I've had to. Um, I've had to look into. Um, there was one I can't remember the other day. It was something to do with superstition and birds and which directions they fly from. I've only ever heard that about cats. Cats, black cats, walking from certain directions, one's good luck and one's bad luck. But I think it varies from culture to culture. So again, if you have any uh, any more information on that for me, do 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 let me know. I'd be intrigued to intrigued to find out. Uh, in the meantime i don't think anything else weird and wonderful has 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 happened so i'll let you know in a couple of weeks time if i have any more stories about about my class but i do have a, a yeah a good feeling that this that this lot are going to going to make me laugh and going to to keep me on my toes so um you know we've got all stuck stuck into term at this point so i think you're starting to find out kind of which which personalities uh are are well which ones are kind of going to challenge you and which ones maybe you're going to enjoy that that little bit more I know there's been chat this week, a lot of chat this week about, you know, liking students and all the rest of it and whether teachers have to like their students and, and this, that and the other. And the the sum up in all of that, the best tweet I saw, which I think I've retweeted somewhere, was somebody who said, you know, this whole like, dislike thing is kind of, you know, forget about it. It's, it's sort of a bit of a, a ridiculous thing in a way because it's sort of a non-starter, but... As long as you are treating all the children in your class fairly, then that's it. That's kind of the end of the conversation, and I'm inclined to agree, to be honest. You know, it's there are my last year's class were were very very challenging as a as a cohort together, but I could tell you um, something lovely about every single one of them, even if it was a small thing. And there were some in that class who really pushed my buttons. They they did, but. I made sure that I focused on those positives because that is what you do as a teacher. That is what you what you, you know, set yourself up to do. And I think as long as you are doing that, then there is no further conversation that needs to be had. But once again, I am digressing. So I think we should probably crack on with this evening's proceedings. And I can see Ray is waiting there very patiently. I will come to you in a moment. So. This evening, I wanted to talk about leadership. I wanted to talk about those who are not interested in it full stop. And you can see the title of the show this evening is Teachers Who Just Want to Teach. I am one of those teachers. And once again, as with many of the shows I've done in my, oh, I think it's been over two years now at Teachers Talk Radio, a lot of them, and I always sort of apologise for the self-indulgence, but at the same time, I kind of think, you know, it's it's if if it's on my mind as a subject matter, chances are it's on other people's minds as well. So I kind of I roll with it. So for me, it's it's something that's kind of not really of of, of great interest to me for a, a variety of reasons. But then there are also people out there or teachers out there who have taken on these roles. Uh, with the greatest of intentions coming from the highest light. And for reasons that we'll hear, I know Ray's going to share her story with us this evening, which I'm very grateful for. And there are stories that uh, have been shared with me as well via Twitter. And also um, I will share Hectic Teacher's story a bit later on that she's very kindly allowed me to to share with you all with, with permission. It's It's an interesting space. And when I looked into the research on this, it, there there were a multitude of reasons that that came up some of which i identified with um and just kind of going through and i'll try and remember to post my show notes i've got to get back into the habit of doing that of where i'm getting my my information from so if you are interested i will try and remember to post those at the end of the show but from what i found in my in my ever deepening research rabbit hole was that a lot of the time now particularly teachers aren't interested because of the admin that that comes with it our jobs on a day-to-day basis are hard enough whether you're primary secondary teaching assistant whatever it is you are you are doing it's it's hard it is a full-time job it is a commitment it is i mean however you want to describe it and often when taking on certainly middle management it's almost like taking on another full-time job on top of the job you already do then add into that the fact that, you know, often, as is the case in places I've been before, when you're competing for middle management positions, yes, you're competing against colleagues who then are also your friends. Ultimately, someone wins out, as it were, and that can have uh, an interesting impact on relationships. I certainly went to a um, a talk recently that that touched on this that it can be very difficult to maintain those friendships and those relationships once one of you effectively becomes more senior. So there is all all of that as well. Um, Another thing that I found that's putting people off is that the guidance just isn't there, the support. Often these roles are sort of thrust upon you in some cases and you're just told to get on with it and figure it out. And that can be quite, quite difficult, particularly if you are early on in your career or maybe don't have as much experience as you feel is necessary to take on these roles and others have said that it's basically impossible to do any kind of of management or leadership role and still teach there are articles and again the a few that i found that sort of said you can't you can't do both there is it is completely unrealistic for you to be doing a, a management role and teaching as well and again i know that there are schools that do make this work uh, there are schools where teachers uh do this i mean my um one of my deputy head teachers at school uh teaches maths to the sevens year sevens and eights that are currently still on the primary side because our secondary school is is opening in due course but delayed because you know portugal life um but uh you know he's able to, to manage that because he's just teaching, he's just teaching maths to two to classes. So that does, that does work. But in that's our setting. There are other settings where the expectation or the teaching load is greater and deputy head teachers are doing a fuller timetable, you know, sometimes even a full timetable as well. And arguably, is that, is that realistic? Are they able to do both jobs well? Some people are able to juggle it and other people are not. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. My um interest and I actually agree with something that hectic teacher said to me which is I can contribute to school life in so many ways without taking on the additional nonsense. And I think that the actually this feeling is far wider than I realized it was. And funnily enough my um one of my year 3 colleagues is actually the when I say the opposite that's that's not fair because she's absolutely you know committed to school life, but she's very much driven by wanting to climb that ladder, wanting to aim high, wanting to ultimately be a head teacher. I have from the outset never never had that interest, and uh I don't know what that says about me as a as a teacher in my mind it 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 doesn't mean I'm any less driven or ambitious. But to the kind of the the untrained eye, I guess, or to people outside of teaching, well, why wouldn't you want to climb up, get paid more, et cetera? Well, those of you in the know also know that these roles don't necessarily always, again, depends where you are, depends what sector, depends on a whole host of things. But the uh, compensation, as it were, isn't all it's cracked up to be. And I'm sure there are some of you nodding, nodding vigorously at this and that you kind of do it more for the love of it rather than for the monetary side of it but it does factor in whether we like it or not you know if you are doing your full-time job and the rest then surely you know yes there are rewards that come with that in terms of school life in terms of you know things that you achieve and all the rest of it but also and again maybe you disagree with me on this there is a uh there, there should be a take-home from that as well, but of course, certainly as far as the UK is concerned, teacher pay, among a whole host of other things, is a is a ongoing debate that we uh, that we won't get into at the moment. Instead, in the meantime, I am going to bring on Ray before she gets fed up of listening to me drone on. Ray, are you there? You I to- am. I am here. Good evening
2: to you. How are you doing? Hello. Hello. Hey. <laughs> I'm I'm okay. It's been, it's been Monday and Tuesday, and it feels like a whole five days, but I'm here.
0: Do you know what? It's, it's, so many people have said, and I'm fairly sure we, said, we all said this at the start of last academic year, but the the sort of sentiment seems to be that I've never felt this tired this quickly in a term.
2: Oh, no, no, I haven't. Although my I, I've just started a new school, so my perspective is skewed, and this is not a normal year for me by any measure, but... Um, <laughs> It is, it's ridiculous. It's
0: It's I mean, ridiculous. I don't know. I mean, is it, uh, and I, I I need to come up with a better term for this, and I say this every time I use this turn of phrase, but go with me on it. Do you think this is still the COVID hangover that is Oh, ab- absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I think it's, I think it's,
2: I, I can't speak for anyone else, but I know for me personally, just coming back after six weeks, I think this was the hardest it's ever been been and i actually found myself wishing (laughs) i'm gonna regret saying this i found myself wishing for that first lockdown when it was sunshine all day every day and if you could just forget the fact that you know if you could ignore the simmering terror of the unknown of covid and the fact that you know the world was falling apart and people were dying it was um in this weird way kind of this strange break from the routine and it was sunny and then we had this bizarre summer of rain and I just it's been it's I've been such a weird headspace coming back to work it's been really really hard to get back into it and the kids the kids Mm -hmm. are I feel like the year seven I have a year seven form for the first time in my life this year first time in my life and they I feel like they're definitely COVID children yeah yeah they are they are not It's it's kind of like they've never been to school before. That's the impression some of them are giving off. But maybe that's just how Year Seven arrive every year. And I've been blessed not to have to um, see it every morning, every day. But um, (laughs) yeah, it's it's been interesting.
0: Because I'm 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 losing track a bit. So the current Year Sevens, what were the school years that they missed? Because I'm kind of kind of. I think it was like halfway through Year Three
2: for them, or Year Four. Yeah, maybe. I mean, sort of... it, I think it's halfway through year three because it'll be twenty twenty, and that'll be four years ago in March, right? So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that would that would check out. Yeah. So because gosh, I'm not a math teacher. Sorry no I mean I yeah I should I pride myself on my primary maths, so I should, I should be able to do that far more easily uh, yeah and quickly but yeah so yeah but I mean I mean all the years that were missed of course were 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 formative and and so yeah and yeah, to miss to miss uh because year three actually we were talking about our I because our year three cohort are the 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 interesting cohort mm. in the school in that it's mm. three classes not two but it's also quite a sort of mad bunch but also yeah. that transition from two to three is enormous i mean yeah in terms of moving to juniors in terms of curriculum in terms of a whole host of things which of course we yeah. all we all know about so to then miss out on on that and yeah. then go back in at sort of you know four year four year five you know that upper key stage to um part that's that's difficult and to then yeah. yeah so and uh i mean i I can't speak for, for secondary, but I know year sevens bless them. I've got I've got so much going on, and of course then you then you and your news so that must be a weird mix as well. Yeah, we're we're, we're learning it all together. I, I hid
2: it from them for a couple of days and then gave up and was like, you know what? They need to know the truth. I don't I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question either. Um, yeah, it's they've they've been they've been trying to help me as best they can, which is very little, and I'm doing my best to help oh, them. Bless so. them. We'll figure it out.
0: Yeah. So, we kind of sort of got stuck in straight away there. So, we need to kind of go back a, a little <laughs> bit here to actually introduce you properly, Ray. So, can you, I do this with all my guests, can you just mm-hmm. introduce yourself a little, little bit about you and uh, where you're at currently in your teaching career? Okay. Um, my name's Ray. I am obviously foreign.
2: So, I'm Canadian, but I grew up in the Bahamas and I came to the UK in 2010 uh, to do my PGC. And was only meant to be here for, I don't know, three years. And I had this grand plan to teach in all these, well, I guess BU, but secondary (laughs) to go abroad and teach in all these international schools. And I just, I guess I I just fell in love with London and didn't want to leave. So I've been teaching secondary English in London for like since then um, at two different schools. And then this past summer, we've moved to Derby because oh, wow. marriage is about compromise, so <laughs> I've started at a really, really lovely, very supportive school um, in Derby, and I am—I mean, a, as much as anyone can love the start of a school year, I'm—I I am loving it. So it's—it's it's been a bit of a shock to the system going from, you know, the London that I know and 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 those those um, demographics and, and those kids to but it is you know I deliberately chose quite a diverse school I chose somewhere that I felt was welcoming and and cared about the students and the staff in the way that I thought that they should and I think I've I think I've made a good choice so and um just a sorry, complete
0: side side note question for you mm-hmm. just as someone who is who is well has already lived in a lot of interesting places and uh mm-hmm ails from Canada originally how did you find the accent shift from say being in 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 the south to slightly further I'm always because fa- my accent's so flat so I'm always fascinated by by it's, well how people okay speak. so it's I mean it's not it's
2: Midlands so it's not yeah too different except for this weird thing they have about calling everybody duck <laughs> that's a strange one um <laughs> it's uh it's not that bad I mean my wife's from Derby so I've been around it for years anyway and her family and so on so it's it's not it's not that bad and the kids the kids their accents are don't seem as strong to me as a lot of the adults and maybe that's because of the makeup of the school or I'm not sure Possibly. but yeah it's it's um not it's not I mean it's different but it's it's not uh you know it's not like I can't understand them that's fine no, I was
0: gonna say it's it's probably one of the ones that's that's not not its its own language. there are you know as I'm sure you know uh, oh, yeah. parts of the u k that even those of us who, who oh, you yeah, know, grew yeah. up grew up there kind of have to pause for a moment to go, yeah, just 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 run that by me again, and you're trying not to be rude because you're speaking the same language, but <laughs> in such a small collection of islands, it changes very dramatically yep. depending on i mean on... it's it's
2: it's Derby, it's not glasgow it's it's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh you just i mean i used to be i was a samaritan for a couple of years and um i did a friday night i used to do a friday nine to midnight shift. that
2: would be the worst situation to have to ask someone to repeat themselves 15 times yeah
0: and um it wouldn't matter where you were in the country you got calls pinged in from everywhere and uh-huh. um i have had a drunk glaswegian on a on a friday night oh, no. um and goodness me i i i did i did what i i did what i could put mm-hmm. it that way i did what i could but it was the it was it was a little bit of a a, a struggle so mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, i appreciate that glaswegian can be a can be a tough one but um <laughs> Before I, you'll, you'll discover, and I think, I, I don't know if I said this to you, this show tends to ping off on lots of tangents, but I do try <laughs> and focus. I do try and get to the point. So I, <laughs> I feel like we should uh, we should crack okay. on with. Um, with. Now, the reason you have ended up on um, my my show this evening very kindly is to share your story of actually stepping down from leadership. Yep. Um, and uh, to sort of talk us through kind of well, as much of the story as you are as you are comfortable with, yeah. because it seems like, and again, I don't know if this is in the wake of COVID, but there are, I mean, there's there's so much happening in in teaching, particularly in the UK. Um, I mean, not only post COVID, but just generally. I mean, it seems every story coming out of the UK associated with education has some kind of negativity yeah. attached yeah. to it. Yeah. Add into that that you know teachers are I mean the I think it was um my uh one of my fellow TTR hosts who said to me that I think it was 40,000 teachers I'm sure he'll correct me if I'm wrong uh, I can see actually Tom HB is in and listening this evening I think it was 40,000 left in the summer um and uh there are currently something like 10,000 jobs on TES so I've got Mm -hmm. the thumbs up from Tom that's right good good (laughs) Uh, well, not good. I mean, absolutely terrible. But but correct, accurate. Yes. Yeah. And of course, yep. in amongst all of this, there are situations in schools where you know schools are trying to run in a certain way. They're trying to you know do their best, but sometimes the 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 leadership side is really the darkest side you can end up in. I guess.
2: Mhm. Yeah.
0: Yes. So, I mean, I don't really know kind of where you want to sort of begin with, where, with
2: where this to, story. Where to begin? Where, where, where to, to begin?
0: Where <laughs> okay. to start? Um, all right, I'll try and,
2: I mean, feel free to interrupt me at any point because this could, yeah, this could go on. So I obviously came here by myself, did my PGC by myself, got a job by myself, had very few ties. I've got family in the country, but they're elsewhere. So um, it there wasn't much tying me to London or the UK when I first came over in 2010. And I found this job in this school in South London. And it very quickly became like a, a, a family. These, you know, my, my English department, we went on holiday every year. Um, there's some of my very good friends. They all came to my wedding. Like they're, they're, they're really great people. And the school was one of those schools that had that genuine community feel. And it felt like everyone, not necessarily knew everybody, but was was on the same side and, and family and so on. And I kind of, after four years, I think there, um, was kind of gently pushed by one of the PD heads into applying for a head of year position, which I did and I got. And it nearly drove me mad the first two years, but it was... Um, it, it, it was overall a very positive experience and I, I which it very easily could not have been. I think if I didn't have the uh, relentless support of of that deputy head of my line manager um, it could have gone very very wrong. One of the one of the students in my very first year group tragically um, died in February the first year that I was head of year so I had to guide. That yep, yeah, had to guide that whole cohort through um, with the rest of the school. It was it was it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot, and it was the it was the, that was the first and possibly only time in my life. Um, oh, this, and this was before the student passed away as well. Um, I remember sitting in my bedroom, thinking, like really reflecting on where I was and what I was doing and where I was in my life, and thinking this is what loneliness feels like because I'd been taken out of that department that were my friends were my, my family that I love that we worked together so well and put into this other office. And like, yes, I was close with my line manager and a couple of the other heads of the year, but it, it didn't have that same feel. And I've been, I just felt sequestered from everyone else. And I felt like I couldn't, I, I wasn't doing anything right. And I wasn't doing anything properly. And you know, all those things, that I, I, I think you've already mentioned every leader feels you can't you don't have the space to even think about your lessons properly let alone teach them the best way that you can forget about marking um when you're dealing with pastoral issues and massive massive safeguarding concerns you know you take that stuff home with you and but at the same time it's completely out of your hands um it's just you feel like a professional warrior like you don't have any actual power control in in the systems that look after these children um but it's your job to stress about it. <laughs> so I was kind of coming to terms with of all of this and, and just feeling really isolated and miserable. And i never felt like that before or since it was a very, very rough year. Um, and then things got better and it got, it, it, it did get slowly better, um, to the point where I thought, you know, I'm actually really good at this and I actually really enjoy it. And it's so incredibly rewarding. And it must be like this being ahead of year must be, I'm not, I'm not a parent and I'm not comparing this to parenthood at all in any way. I think you're all absolutely mad having children of your own after looking after them all day. but <laughs> it it must feel like a step closer to what parents are feeling. you know that you know that like joy that as teachers we witness when you see the light bulb go off or you see these kids grow or develop or like a, a student who didn't have any friends now has friends or like someone's giving someone something and being genuinely kind. And you're like, Oh my gosh, it's just this heart roaming, like amazing moment. Or they get an amazing grade on a test because they learned something they thought they never could. Like all those beautiful teacher moments are amazing. And then in pastoral, you get the extra stuff as well. That is, it's so, it's such a hard emotionally uh, treacherous slog to get there. But when you get it, it's just, it's from the perspective of the whole person in a way that you don't see in the classroom. Like, it's just kind of a, a bit more. And I, you know, it, it did get to the point where I was like, this is, this is good. Like I'm seeing the whole person. I'm seeing so much more of these, of these young people and being able to help them in a way that I, I couldn't as a classroom teacher. Like I just didn't have the time. And it's just, this is, this is worth it for me. Right. And that, that feeling lasted. <laughs> um, it lasted probably until I went to a new job. Um, cause I moved, we moved from South London to East, well, West London, actually to East London and the commute was killer. So, um, started a new school in East London and all of my employers shall remain nameless in this conversation, but this one in particular. I
0: completely understand. And,
2: yeah. And it was, um, probably the biggest mistake I've ever made in my life. Because I'd gone from this environment where, okay, I'm not saying everyone at the South London school was perfect. They're not, no one is, but it was, there was support there. You know, when we, mm-hmm. when, when the, the new heads of year, when I started, cause they changed from a system where it was non-teaching heads of year to teaching heads of year. So there were four, four new teaching heads of year. And I was one of them. And wow. we all, okay. we all sat in our line manager's office and she gave us this whole big talking to and, and, and it was all very, you know, family, family, support, support. And I'd gone from that atmosphere <laughs> to something very, very, very different. And I'd gone from a place where I was allowed, we were all allowed to, to lead how we wanted to lead. We were given that autonomy. We were trusted to do the job that we'd been hired to do. We were trusted as professionals. Um, and we, we had a lot of freedom in how we how we led our, our students, how we led our form tutors, um, how we wanted the kind of ethos and culture of our year group to be within the school, um, obviously within certain parameters because consistency and so on. And I'd gone from that to essentially being a cog in a big, scary machine. And the worst, the worst thing I did was I, I went into... I went into an interview for an English teacher for an English teacher position. That's what I applied for. That's what I went to interview for and taught the lesson, got the tour, did the interview at the end of the interview. They said, um, you know, we would like you to join us, but we also want to um, give you this additional role as what they called the head of year. And I was just so shocked by it. And I think this is exactly why they did it. I was so shocked by that. And I was also so, so shocked by the salary that they wrote on the piece of paper because <laughs> it was inner London suddenly um, that I just said yes without thinking because I hadn't been able to think beforehand because it was sprung on me, see. Um, uh, so I you
0: felt you were almost kind of trapped into it before uh-huh. you had a chance to... Yeah, wow, and I also okay. didn't...
2: Th- it flashed in my head that I could say no to this, but then would they want me to stay on as the just the teacher and even if they did would I have a mark against my name already I just I just I just said yes and that is the single dumbest thing I've ever done um in my entire life because I don't think I think it takes a special kind of teacher and a special kind of school for someone to go into a new institution as middle or senior leadership I think there is so much to be said for working your way up or at least spending a year getting to know the systems, the people because there's knowing who the people are and then there's knowing the people if you get what I'm saying. Comparing. And yep, and uh, getting, you know, getting to know where the classrooms are. I was getting told off in my first week because I went the wrong way down the corridor and was, you know, 30 seconds late to the room because I didn't know where the rooms were because I was new. And it was just little things like that. And, and, and you're supposed to be managing a team of forum tutors and being a leader for 400 kids in a year group. It was just literally asking the impossible. Um, and all of that kind of confidence, I guess, like all of the, the security I had in myself in my ability to do that job and do it well and do it in my way just completely evaporated because of it was such a different system and and if i'd if i'd done my research had the time if i you know i wouldn't have said yes to it i shouldn't have said yes to it um and it was it was yeah Mm. a really really difficult first year COVID happened in the middle of it um all of this all of this was going on and it was it was one of those one of those schools, and I I, I I do think it's obviously it's the fault of the institution and the people who run institutions have names and addresses, but it's also all too common from from so many different people I've spoken to that you're dropped into this position of leadership with little to no induction, little to no training, little to no. As I said, I didn't know where the classrooms were, and it's like I can study a map all a floor plan all day every day, but that's not actually going to get me to from point A to point B. Um, so little initial support for people Gosh. who are taking on these positions in new schools. Like how much new do you want to throw at a person? And then turning around and, and pulling people up on the most insignificant of details. I got a telling off by an assistant head teacher one day because I didn't know the exact number of students in my year group who were absent that morning. Oh, blimey oh yeah, oh no, that's the tip of the iceberg. And I remember just looking at her and think, thinking in my head, but I was too, like, too taken aback by the fact that this conversation was happening for the words to come out of my mouth. Just thinking, the hell does that matter for? I know that doesn't matter. I know you're just pulling straws. I know you're just pulling things out of thin air just to get at me right now because that is an irrelevant, <laughs> no one, I don't need to know that. You know, I don't need to know that why are you like that that was the kind of thing you won't give me any support or training on how to do like the really important stuff and yet you'll turn around and do this it was it was that kind of ongoing for for a good few weeks um it was it was horrible and things didn't over the next two years things didn't really improve they improved for a bit I kind of got into the systems, figured it out. My, my co year lead helped me tremendously. He basically trains me, which is not his job. Right. Can I have been doing? Sorry. Ray, yeah. can I just
1: cut in. Was that as a, a head of year? Or oh yeah. A... yeah. Yeah. That's as good. a head of year. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I just wanted to check that. Thanks. Yeah. Sorry.
2: No worries. Um, and my, my co year lead was basically doing what should have been SLT's job in like it, inducting me to the school you know giving me any kind of guidance or training he was having to hold my hand through things which he wasn't getting any time or money for doing um gosh
0: because it was all I mean, happening yeah so you you end up you you come to a new school you end up taking a role that you kind of didn't sign up for but kind nope. of in, but in did, panic stupidly, mode but, yes but, but in panic mode did yep. And then entered into a situation that was just absolute chaos for want of a better, absolute um, unbelievable chaos. Yeah, with with uh, with very little support. But mm-hmm. um, just while we're on the subject of support, I should remind everybody of our current sponsor, Edaps. and I have to tell a slightly funny anecdote about this because there's been a lot of back and forth about um making sure that we say adapt not edapt and i was talking uh, again to a colleague earlier today she's like yes lucy Edapt as in education you don't say education and it just genuinely had not occurred to me that that was the link so <laughs> just a bit more on on adapt they are um not your typical trade union but instead a modern apolitical alternative and that's the important part they are apolitical and they specialize in supporting individual teachers so if ever you end up in situations like the ones we're discussing this evening or indeed anything else um every caseworker is professionally qualified to ensuring that you get the best advice and there is 24 7 mental health support which is also absolutely crucial along with all of that um, there is something special in this for teachers talk radio listeners where you can get discount on a uh, 10% discount rather on uh, either annual or monthly membership and our codes for that are in all capital letters ttr annual or one word together or ttr monthly again in all capitals and if you want to find out more about edapt or more about these discounts then please go to edapt.org.uk okay so we've just summarized your story so far. that's um, mm-hmm. just I mean I feel like we almost haven't got to the to the worst part yet or oh, or <laughs> I, oh gosh that, that, that laugh to me suggests that uh, we've got a way to go down before maybe we bring this show back up again but uh, I will let you continue from where you left off Ray.
2: Well, I'm gonna, I'm, about to sk- I'm about to skip about two years of time because most of the the other tragic details involved in this workplace are irrelevant to the particular point at hand um so after the absolute manic non-induction period things did settle in but there was a <laughs> this was another one of my favorite middle leader moments um I think it was week it was like the second day of the second week and I'd I'd had two members of senior management drop into my lessons because they, they it's not a lesson observation it's one of those schools where they have like learning walks constantly uh-huh. um and uh <laughs> They'd obviously all fed back to each other, and I, I got pulled into a meeting with my curriculum line manager and my pastoral line manager. And my curriculum line manager said, um, "Do you feel that your your job, your job as head of year, is um, impeding on your ability to teach?" Uh, pardon? Yeah, excuse. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it was another one of those, those moments of like, if I could, if I could. Get the blood to stop thumping in my ears so that I can actually hear <laughs> the rest of what you're saying. I might be able to respond. Wait,
0: um, I have to I ask: just... was that was was that the opening question to this yeah. meeting? Yeah. Oh, that... yeah. Yeah. So there was not. There was barely an exchange of pleasantries. No, it before... was barely an exchange. It was. It was like, okay. Well,
2: now that we're alone. Now that we're here. Blah blah. blah do you think? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because I feel like this it's was. One oh, of this those... is
2: standard. This is. St- <laughs> this is standard for for them. Yeah.
0: I almost feel in situations like that, kind of the way you describe it, it's almost like the sort of the sensible kind of version of yourself that uh, would answer this in, you know, well, hopefully a sort of firm but absolutely necessary kind of reaction to something like that. But I feel like in situations like this, and people who put you in these situations know this, the kind of Mm -hmm. sensible version of you floats up out of your body, Mm And is watching you, almost screaming at you. Yep. But you're so yep. rooted to the spot, so horrified by the question mm-hmm. that you just And yeah. I am I'm, I'm dying to know what you said. Oh well what I said was
2: after I'd been able to, you know, after the two parts of my body or my mind like merged again was something to the effect of I'm a I'm aware that this is a, a learning curve. It's it's like day two of week two. I'm getting settled. I absolutely fine this is totally normal getting used to the systems i was very i was very clear that what i was experiencing was nothing unexpected i didn't i didn't push back you know you haven't done this you haven't told me this this is what i haven't i didn't i didn't get um offensive or defensive i didn't go on the offense at all um but it was very no everything is absolutely fine and if i need your help i'll ask for it that was that was what i said in so many words but it was just but this is there's so oh it's such a dirty tactic by so many different people that it's not limited to that particular institution or those particular humans. It's it's I've heard of it done so many times to so many different so many different teachers. I don't know where this attitude comes from or where they're getting these tactics from, but it's just shock and awe. You know, you corner somebody and you pull out these unexpected cards, and of course they're not gonna know how to respond. Of course they're not gonna be able to make their mouth move. And match what's what's going on in the brain
0: but um, it's also the this this you know they you didn't kind of wake up one day and, and put yourself in this position this was asked of you they no. They this, is, you this is the another thing in i've been the session, screaming the whole time yeah, yeah yeah
2: i just i wanted to at so many times be like you handed this to me on a silver platter. I didn't want this job. <laughs> and I, I said that to my co-hear lead every time I was frustrated. I didn't ask to be here. <laughs> like this was this was your choice. And yet here we are. And it's um, them
0: you know, them making it a you problem rather than yeah. them problem. And it's yeah, of, that, course, mm, of course. Hang on a minute. Anyway, sorry. Anyway. <laughs> um so that did I did actually settle in
2: because that happens people have a settling in period and then shockingly things improve so things did improve um and then some other stuff happened fast forward two years um and I just I just had enough like there there'd been a sequence of events that just really hammered home the fact that I couldn't do the job the way I wanted to do the job like they had I'd, I'd assume that they'd hired me to do this job not necessarily in the way that my old school had expected me to, because everybody's different and, you know, people have to adapt, but I just assumed that there would be some level of autonomy that the middle leaders, that the heads of year wouldn't just be mouthpieces for everyone above, that we wouldn't just be, you know, another, another link in the chain. I I just, I I made that, maybe that was a really silly assumption to make, but I just assumed that we would be able to, you know, have some say in, literally anything and we didn't we couldn't we weren't given that um and there there were a few kind of big things that happened that really hammered that home for me so I I went to um my curriculum line manager who'd been in the initial interview who when they hired me and said you know I'm really I'm really not feeling this position I really feel like you know I'm happiest when I'm when I'm at the school when I'm at work I'm happiest when I'm in the classroom when I'm teaching the kids um that's that's what my passion is that's what I want to be doing. Is it possible for me to just remain next year as as a as a, just a classroom teacher? Is that possible? And his response was, "Well, I'm not sure, but I can find out." I meet him again. He's obviously spoken to the head teacher, and um, <laughs> the conversation got a bit weird. But it was basically, you know, are you sure that you would want to stay as a teacher if you feel like the head of your position isn't for you? are you sure this school is for you at all? That was, in different words, what was said. Um, and I knew, obviously, immediately where this was going.
0: Wow. Um, so, the, and again, this is something that, you know, I I also feel is important in this conversation. It's, it's and this is not indicative of all schools and we obviously need to be mindful of this it's not how can we support you what can we do to kind of do things let's have an open conversation about this it's 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 placing it on the person Mm -hmm. who is openly saying to you hey you know I am struggling here I'm not telling Mm -hmm. you I want to give up or I want to leave I'm telling you you know I'm still here I'm still on board with the school I'm still kind of this but Mm -hmm. I maybe just need to do things slightly differently not reading that as a as a cry for, can you know? I'm I'm looking to you to support me here, but to read that as a kind of, well, you know, okay, you're not Meet us halfway. For
2: this. Let's work together. I want to be yeah. here. Maybe we both value each other's input in this education thing. I don't know, no, but that's it, that's not the kind of school it was. It's the kind of school where anyone who vocalizes any sort of dissent is uh, <laughs> disappeared um if you if you're you do, not you don't towing... mean, you don't
0: mean you don't mean murdered right oh uh, well you know i mean <laughs> <laughs> no, i've just i've I'm got no, no, no. image of black is, I've, and got car Listen, and I've got holes enough i have got
2: enough i don't need to make wild accusations um they 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 don't they don't like it they don't like it when anyone doesn't agree with something it's it's a problem and people don't last after that and i knew that going in but i just thought i can't do this anymore i can't Be like I might as well I might as well be a robot. There's no humanity in this role for me, and so much what was of what was so important to me for so long about pastoral was the humanity of it—that you got to be a human being with other human beings. And I don't have to right now worry about shouting at twelve-year-olds about apostrophes or whether they're sitting in their chair or whether their ties on. like that's not the focus of this conversation. And I I really appreciated that for so long, and then suddenly that's not what pastoral was anymore. And it really, really ruined the job for me. And I thought if if going in and asking to downgrade myself to just a classroom teacher is going to make them want to kick me out, then so be it. Like I'd, I'd, I'd suspected, especially with everything that had happened recently that I won't get into. Um, I really suspected before I went in there and asked that that was where things were going to go. And and lo and behold, they did. So um I thought about it and I thought like, do I want to, do I want to fight this? Do I want to, cause I know that's what they want. And I'm such a contrary little bitch that I didn't, sorry, that I didn't yeah, want right? to give them what they were gunning for because okay. things like the professional relationship was so tense at that point. I didn't want to, I, like, I, I, I was like, I know you want to get rid of me, but I actually don't, I want to stay here and I want to teach for a year and just get a break from this pastoral stuff, especially in this school. Um, I thought about, I thought about pushing back and just thought like, nah. And then there was the other element. If you, if you, if you work in a school and you're a head of year or head of department or something with a title on your badge, right? You, you've you got a title and then you demote yourself or you are demoted, but you're still in the same institution. That's going to affect so much about your day-to-day life. I was like, I don't know if I could, I don't know how I would manage it facing the students that. I used to be this big important person for, and now wasn't. I don't know how I would engage with my coworkers that I was now on a different level to. I don't know how I would be being a form tutor under these people that used to be, like I was suddenly thinking in all of this hierarchical way that I don't normally think.
0: But this and is I thought, interesting actually... as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry to interject again. No, it's no, fine. No, i making a bad habit of this. It's. I mean, there's a couple of things you said. The This idea of, you know, we are, you know, demoting yourself, coming back down to just being a classroom teacher. But, you know, this is the the job that we initially signed up mm-hmm. for. It's the job that has got huge value that we fight for every single mm-hmm. day that we kind of, you know, mm-hmm. come up against a never-ending parade of stupid when it's kind of, oh, you mm-hmm. know, particularly, you know, I mean... I, primary example would be, you know, where we're we're told as primary teachers that we, you know, colour in and babysit all day. or uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, the or that, you know, the kind of age old you start at nine and finish at three, you have the long haul blah blah blah. You know, we we we're constantly dealing with that barrage of just I am it stupid, but because mm-hmm. that's what I feel it is. Um and yet, you know, this idea as well of kind of being being in a school, irrespective of who you are as a member of staff. And I talked to my um kids about this a lot whether it is a you know if it's the dinner lady telling you to do something a teaching assistant a teacher whoever it is you address them and answer them with the same amount of respect that you would anybody else Mm -hmm. i don't care who they are and Mm -hmm. you know what what goes on in your kind of personal lives family lives whatever that's your business under this roof Mm -hmm. everyone gets treated with respect and, mm-hmm. you know, because I can imagine, you know, doing the somersaults in your brain as well, because you're still a member of staff at that school. You still deserve the same amount of respect of as everybody else. But of course, you're, of you are you know, when you've come from when you've had that and because it, it is a hierarchy often in these schools, whether we like it or not. And it is it, it is as much as there are. And I'm sure there are schools who say, you know, it's kind of um, it's it's not hierarchical. It's not, you know, we we kind of all, we're all in this together, does rarely have i seen anything other than you know Mm -hmm. actually there is the there is the head at the top and there is kind of it just depends on how they they manage that they can either be you know the sort Mm -hmm. of i don't even know how to describe it the at the bad end of it or there are ones who really do try and kind of make as many things conversations as possible and aren't just kind of you know vomiting stuff down the line yeah. and just kind of hoping yeah. that it that it happens that was a bad turn of phrase um so okay so just to kind of put you because I, I realize I am constantly interrupting no going no back no I need this, to be interrupted that's fine <laughs> this idea of of sort of so how did you handle that so you you did step well, down
2: from the role. I
0: well no I just I just turned oh. in my
2: resignation letter um, oh, okay, so you didn't. I, just, you just... I, I decided I didn't want to, and there were a few. There were a few reasons. One is I knew that I really, I was because of everything that had happened and the way things had gone in the past few years. I just, I didn't want to look at some of these people anymore. I, I just really fair enough. I just was. I was kind of over it, um, and but also, kind of because also we knew that we were moving to Derby in a year's time, and it, so there was a huge part of me that was like, I just want to stay here and like. And not, I just want to stay here for one more year just as a class teacher. Like it would have just, you know, better the devil, you know. And there's so there was so much good. And there, I had so many wonderful colleagues and so many wonderful students. And it was just, I just want to stay here for another year as a class teacher. But then so much had gone toxic so quickly. Um, I was concerned because I know obviously every member of staff and every member of the community deserves the same amount of respect, but that's not how the kids see it.
0: And I
2: was, I was concerned. Like I can deal with my own uh, petty ego and having to be managed by somebody that I used to manage. Like I don't, fine. But I didn't really, I'd never been in a situation where the students would view me differently. It just seemed like something I really wanted to avoid. And then I needed so desperately (laughs) to, just get a bit of a a a, a bit of a break and if I was going to get like a bit of a break from everything at that point from from the school from the chaos from those certain people from from the pastoral from just everything I felt like I needed to just go like it had been that stressful and that just like I, I felt so often in that position in that setting that I was just banging my head against a brick wall and like screaming into the void and most of those issues in fact probably all of them stemmed from um issues from my pastoral role like I wouldn't have had those I wouldn't have been screaming into the void and so so perpetually frustrated had I not been in that middle leader position um and there was and there was the other issue of like this is kind of the flip side of it like if you if you become a classroom teacher after having some sort of leadership position, I was, I was really concerned that i get FOMO. I was like, am I going to miss, am I going to miss not the power, not even the money, but like, cause there, there is money, let's be real. Where, there where is none. The
0: FOMOs, where There's none. The
2: uh, the, <laughs> no, I mean, just the because, because I did like that job. Like I, I, in theory, theoretically, I liked the job, even though I didn't like it in practice in that school. And I, and I, lo- I, I loved it at my previous school and I was like am I gonna see like you know the flashes that were all right am I gonna see other people experiencing that and get really sad that I'm not living it myself or I'm not I don't get to be that person for that kid or I don't you know but I just thought I just I just need to go I just need to go um enough now yeah so yeah no I turned in my resignation letter and then a whole other storm happened but it's not relevant Anyway, I ended up back at my old school. <laughs> so,
0: oh so, really? Yeah, yeah. The, one L- the, the first term. one in
2: London. Oh, wow. Yeah, so okay. the following term, I ended up back at the school from South London that I loved so much. And it was they they gave me my old job back. Like they I was I was a maternity cover English teacher. And then from September I was ahead of year again. So all of last academic year, I was head of year eight at the same school. And they did this in spite of the the school i was at for those two less than two years um deliberately sabotaging my reference um oh, generally wow. being okay. oh yeah being completely disgusting about the entire the entire issue um all sorts of stuff that i won't go into but they the that first school knew me and they knew how i worked and they knew how i worked with them and they knew my impeccable record and they knew what i would bring to the job and they knew that they wanted me in that role, as a middle leader in that setting, so so they took me back in spite of in spite of all of the drama and all the foolishness, and it was oh, wow. it was not what I was expecting to end up as a head of year again. <laughs> so it was like one more year of constant chaos, um, but it was I think it was necessary because I needed to be reminded that you know. So many of the issues we face in schools in this country are because of the larger systems and the government and the funding and the the bigger picture. But the day-to-day stuff is 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 so much the school. Yeah. And the same the same teacher can be absolutely brilliant or on capability depending on the school they're in. And
0: your story is very much living proof that the school environment, the people you are interacting with, the people that are meant to be there supporting you, it's an absolute game changer because, Mm -hmm. you know, you, I mean, ended up back in your original kind of, I'm going to call it your happy place if you like. (laughs) Um, In, you know, because, and and knowing that you could, that you could do that that role because you've done it before and done it very successfully with, you know, all the support in place that you needed. But the the other spot, and I think, again, this is um, a huge part of, of what we're talking about this evening. It is so dependent on either the reason people do not go for it in the first place or mm-hmm. end up stepping down from it because it is just not worth dealing with the bombardment of expectation from people who are completely unreasonable than themselves or have kind of got to a point where they're completely out of touch with what is kind of going on on the ground as it were Mm
2: -hmm. yep and I I do feel that because so so many teachers like so many of my form tutors and so many just colleagues have said to me you know what's what's it like being ahead of year I'm not really interested in pastoral I find this really interesting but and I always tell them like it's it's the best and the worst job in in the entire place like it's it is so emotionally soul-crushing um, when it's rough because you see and hear things that no one, let alone a 12-year-old child, should have to experience. Um, it, it can be really, really, really rough. And also just dealing with the endless behavior is the most frustrating thing in the world. And the constant abuse from parents is absolutely surreal. Um but it can be the absolute most rewarding thing because you're still, you're still teaching. You're getting, you're getting those teacher moments and you're getting these other, these other pastoral moments as well that, that so many teaching staff miss out on. And it is, it is a really wonderful thing, but you really gotta, you really gotta know the school and trust your SLT and trust that they've got your back and that they are going to support you with things because you don't, you don't mess around with safeguarding and no one sure. should ever be put in a position on a separate note, no one should ever be put in a position where they're hearing you know, receiving the kind of disclosures that you're gonna get in in a pastoral role and not have some sort of support yourself as a member of staff. So and
0: training as well. I mean it's yeah, it's I mean, I know that and of course we will have all been through this recently, but every year, every school, if they're not, there should be, but I'm fairly sure the vast majority of them, are, you go through your basic safeguarding stuff it's the same Mm -hmm. thing that you go through types of abuse all the rest of it all the things that Mm -hmm. you are very very well versed in but you have to go through as a matter of policy all the rest of it but in terms of but that's just kind of adding you sign the policy tick read it done it blah 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 but nothing you know for actual day-to-day issues you know safeguarding issues that you are dealing with on a daily basis there yep. needs to be training and I do think additional support because, you know, Absolutely. as you as you openly said, these these issues, you don't it's not kind of, oh well, I've closed the door on school for the day, I'm not, you know, emotionally no. taking any of this home with me. Of course you are. Anyone with yeah. kind of, you know, anything approaching a soul, I mean, you know, uh-huh. my mine's mine's debatable. I think it's a bit of a black hole. <laughs> but, you know, anyone that does actually have a soul, uh, knows that that you're not and you and you dream about it and it kind of it's it's with you the the whole time and there is you absolutely need support in 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 dealing with that
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and I feel like it's and pastoral is I don't want to ham
2: on about this too much because it's not it's not like heads of you are the only middle leaders that exist but pastoral is because of the nature of it is it's its own kind of separate beast and I think requires its own kind of specialist training and support but even I've, you know my friends who've become head of department or head of faculty they've not like even the ones in in my beloved school in south london they they have at times felt like they haven't had the training or they haven't had the support and it's not because people are deliberately failing them it's just a systemic issue they that we throw these people into these situations and we just expect them to figure it out you know trial by fire and yet there's too much on the line and there's There's so many expectations and this job is too chaotic and they've only got, you know, three hours a week to do it. And it's just, it's absolutely surreal. The, the pressures we put these members of staff under and Mm. expect X, Y, and Z in terms of results, but X, Y, and Z, sorry, in terms of results, but (laughs) before anyone else said it.
0: You can take the girl out of Canada.
2: (laughs) I'm not even, Canadians are supposed to say Z. I don't know what my problem is. Um, exactly. But we we, don't, we got it. Yeah, we don't we don't provide this. We don't give them the steps and the and the support and the training wheel sometimes to to make sure that they can produce X, Y, and Z. And it's just it's and and that is going to come down to you know SLT in schools not having the budget, not having the time, not having the resources, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger until you realize that you know education in this country sure. is an unholy mess. Um, but.
0: W- but we wear i mean obviously we wear so many hats, I mean mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it on a on a daily basis, and I read something recently that I think was actually um about the ongoing sort of debate and debacle surrounding um trauma informed practice, and this article, which I think again is somewhere on my on my Twitter feed um which I can repost again um was suggesting that actually you know it's almost a little bit insulting to people who are psychologists um counselors things like that to suggest that we as teachers even begin to to match mm-hmm. up to that i mean this is just an example but yet the stuff we are dealing with you know most counselors psychologists are kind of you know they go through as we were well aware years and years of training so yeah. you begin to unpick that and, and yet... they
2: all have supervision they don't like you would never like therapists and counselors have people that they go to to talk through complex cases and discuss the the mental and emotional impact on them and how they can cope with it. And yet we expect teachers of, of any kind, anyone, anyone working in education, anyone who, who works with young people to somehow be able to take this on and just what go home and take a nap. We don't <laughs> we don't show the same be, professional nice. courtesy. It's, it's it is really, really
0: bad. Mm, it is it is uh it is a lot but in the interest of because i did say you know we'd have to bring this all down before we bring it back up again and i am determined yeah. to to bring it back back up again because i think it's important that whilst we share the you know the the very real realities that's i think that might be a tautology mm-hmm. the realities of what goes on on a uh, on a daily basis and again i i i know that you're uh story um is uh you know not uncommon. I mean I think yeah, these no. are stories that are sadly no. that that are, yeah, sadly more common than, than we than we mm-hmm. realise. And I also think there is I don't want to call it a brain drain. That's not the right term for this, but there is a kind of a number of teachers who either are just out and out leaving and just saying, you know what, I cannot mm-hmm. do this anymore or who are just kind of going, do you know what, I just I just want to teach. And that's kind yeah. of where where I'm at. at well that's at where moment. I'm at as
2: well. So when we were looking for jobs in Derby, I thought outside I was not interested in pastoral and I didn't apply. And I said, if I get cornered again and offered something, I'm not gonna take it. I will not make that same mistake twice. I just need a break and I need and I'm, I'm open to I think I've spoken a lot about the positives of pastoral as well like I'm open to going back to it in the future if I'm gonna ask you then uh, yeah because <laughs> I because I am good at it and it's taken a long time after that that East London school you know destroyed my mental health and my confidence and my own ability it's taken a long time to come back to that but I know I'm good at it I know what I can do I know what I'm capable of and I, I do think I would be a benefit to any school in that role, but it has to be a school that I would want to be in that role in. (laughs) I want to, if if you know what I mean. And And I will will never again and never, ever, ever, ever go into any school, any setting, any job, any, any place in a leadership role without having spent significant time at the bottom rung first. No, not a hope in hell. Um, So... I'm, I'm loving being just a classroom teacher. It is so exhausting. I forgot what it's like to teach that many <laughs> lessons in a row and barely yeah, have time to pee. Um, and it is, it is shattering, but I have my own classroom. I haven't had that in eight years. I've got the mental and emotional space to actually reflect on my lessons and think about, okay, that student's not getting this. this these students aren't focusing and actually think of ways to try and work through it and, and how to educate the children in my lessons. And I have not had the ability for so many reasons to do that because my head for eight years, because my head has always been like, there's always been this this safeguarding concern in the back of my head, or I'm thinking about this parent who's going to verbally abuse me when, in the meeting at three o'clock or, you know, some other managerial issue. And I just, it's so refreshing just to be able to focus on the students in my classes. I'm really, really loving it. And the fact that I've got such a supportive school right now that recognizes, you know, all of my experience and um, what I'm bringing to the classroom and also what I'm bringing to the whole school, the fact that they're there and they're supporting me in this and they know, you know, everything that's happened, that's that's really comforting and it's really helpful. And I'm, um, I think I'm going to enjoy the rest of the year. Not having to worry <laughs> about pastoral stuff, you know. There's a there's one of the heads of years in the English department as well, and she sometimes she just walks in the office, and I just it's at the point now. I just laugh, <laughs> I just laugh at her, and she looks at me and she laughs too, exhaustedly. Um, oh gosh, it's just yeah.
0: It's 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 that kind of knowing
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> isn't
0: it? but um you know i mean i know it's kind of early days to to ask you this because you're so new new in your role and this is something that when um hectic teacher and i had a had a chat uh, her name is actually kim um she said to me that uh you know she despite the fact that she has and she stepped down from leadership for what sounds like similar reasons but what i mean she sort of only really touched on it but she said you know mental health amongst a whole host of other things but she said that you know yes I've stepped down and yes I've kind of you know I'm not sort of I haven't got the title this that the other but uh you know she still said you know I feel I'm supporting my colleagues my door is open uh people Mm -hmm. can kind of come and see what I'm doing um um I'm always kind of reading, researching, doing things. I'm always trying to to better myself. I haven't kind of given up on that just because I'm not reaching for those uh, middle or senior leadership roles anymore. And I just sort of wonder kind of, I mean, it might be early days to sort of ask you kind of what, uh, and it sounds sounds like I'm kind of quizzing you on teacher standards here, doesn't it? (laughs) How is you confusing to wider school life? Oh my gosh, I heard that. It sounded better in my head. That's kind of what I'm getting at.
2: Wait. So, in what's terms... the question? How am Sorry. I contributing? How am I contributing uh, to wider school life? Or
0: how? Yeah, it's, it's a dreadful question. It's bad. Should phrased, I red and I...
2: green myself? What do you? What evidence do you <laughs> want? Sorry, please.
0: Uh, but just in, I suppose. I mean,
2: what am I? What is my experience? What is my experience in leadership bringing to my current role? As yeah, I guess so. That's. Just... What, like,
0: there you go. See, you're okay. you're already. You, I think. I think. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe you should be uh, doing my job. <laughs>
2: it's it's, it's It's a secondary English teacher I think I think it's it's hard to say because I've I've been I have been really trying to just figure out my own mess and keep my head down and do the job that I'm like I'm a really big fan of doing the job I'm hired to do and when I get what I get frustrated is when when I'm micromanaged or I can't or I'm not allowed to do the job that you want me, that you hired me to do, hence the problems in the last school. Um, and I'm, I'm I'm, trying not to like kind of get involved too much. So we, whenever we have meetings and we're talking about schemes of work, and again, this is refreshing for me because I haven't been able to participate in those conversations while actually listening to what people are saying for eight years because I'm always either not in the meeting or I'm thinking about, you know, what I'm supposed to think are more important issues like safeguarding concerns. Um, so I'm actually contributing to developing schemes of work and adapting the curriculum. And it's just, I'm, I'm involved in the process in a way that I I haven't ever been. And I wouldn't be able, well, what I'm, I'm bringing the experience of the other school, but all both schools, because I learned a lot about teaching and, and teaching different things to different kids in different ways in, in both of those schools. Um, I'm bringing that experience. I'm bringing my over a decade of of educational experience and people are actually listening to it and valuing it and that is such a wonderful feeling. Um and then just in terms of like as I said I'm a year 7 form tutor for the first time. I've been ahead of year for years 8 to 11 two years each.
0: Wow. Wow.
2: Um I've had a, 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 a my form I took my, my, the only form I've ever had before I became a head of year, I took them on in year eight. I've never had a year seven form. So I'm, I'm really trying to take kind of, I'm trying to apply all of my pastoral, all of my head of year self. I'm trying to bring that to this, to this form role and trying to kind of make them my own little mini, that like that, they're my babies, right? Rather than the whole year group, it's just them. So it, I've yet to see, it's to be determined if, you know, being a good form tutor is, Uh, if it works in the same way as being a good head of year I suspect it doesn't and if it's going to be as rewarding as being a good head of year not sure about that one Um, jury is still out but we'll see Um, so I'm still I'm still using everything I've 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 done and kind of applying it consciously to to kind of all aspects of my job and all the the extracurriculars and things so it's it's I, I don't feel like I've started over. I don't feel like I've gone back to, I don't feel like I'm on the bottom rung. I don't feel like I'm an NQT or an ECT again. I don't, I don't feel like that because I'm a different, oh, this sounds awfully cheesy. I feel, you know, I'm a different person so, because of all of my experiences. Um,
0: I think that's, and that's I just, saying it's, what, it's working. What you feel.
2: Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's working so far.
0: <laughs> and I think that's, that's, really good as well and it's it's I sense as well from, from people that there's a, you know often a a, a guilt attached to, to stepping down or to you know indeed not taking these roles on, on at all and sort of from my own perspective I you know I I've thought about it I've even um, I did apply for a middle leadership role uh, last year under my old head teacher and the whole experience was was dreadful and I ended up turning down the role oh. um, uh, because uh, just for, again, a variety of reasons that we don't need to, to go into now. But then I sort of sat, sat with that and I thought, you know, am I kind of shooting myself in the foot career-wise? Mm-hmm. Am I never going to kind of be considered for anything again? Am I ever going to want to go for anything again? But Then I thought, no, do you know what? I ran the school council last year. I'm running it again this year. Um, I'm a, I'm a house leader. Um, there's all kinds mm-hmm. of bits and pieces that I do. You know, um, I've just, um, we have different kind of, um, we have a sort of school uh, overlord, we're part of sort of a cluster of schools kind of around Europe, around the world, actually. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they kind of have sort of things that they want us to do um, in different communities and things. So um, I've yeah. kind of, you know, linked to outdoor learning and things like that. And I thought, you know, yeah. there are, and as you have clearly said there are ways to really you know contribute and kind of be part of your school community without having that title and it's not saying you know none of this conversation has been about I mean yes okay you know in sharing your story of course there is a kind of all some people may be sitting there going oh gosh I'm never ever going to touch any kind of leadership ever again that's not <laughs> what this whole show really no, was, uh, was about no. and I was kind of worried when I Sort of initially set out to do this, thinking, "Oh gosh, the the idea is not to be negative; it's to kind of shine a light on the idea that, you know, it's if you don't want to do it, that that is fine. But also, stepping away from it is okay if it's it's not for you. But also, you know, looking for schools where you can do it and do it successfully, which and and trying
2: it out, you know, because it it worked so well for me for so long, and then suddenly it didn't, and then it did again. But I still need a break. You know, it's that's normal too to, to experience different things in different settings and, and want to take a break break from something. I'm not saying I'll never go back. It just, you know, changes as good as a rest. I've got a whole different set of problems now that I'm enjoying solving. And, and, and I just need a bit of a respite and, and that's, and that's okay. And I've got, I, I don't anticipate that being a problem. Well, let me put it this way. If, if I ever interviewed a different school for, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't interview at a different school for a head of your position that i wouldn't do that again um, but if i ever go to a different school or or if i apply for a head of your position at this school at my current school i i'm I, I don't anticipate having a problem explaining any of that to them that kind of leadership gap in my resume because to me it makes perfect sense and hopefully it makes sense to other people as well all of the reasons i've just covered it's it like it's okay and any school where they would look at that and and look at someone who's taken a break or step back or, oh, heaven forbid, decided to actually focus on their teaching when they can give a hundred percent to it. Any, any school that looked at that and thought that was suspect or somehow a, a problem or a red flag, that's not a school you want to work for. So I'm okay with I, it.
0: Yeah. And I think that's really important uh, advice as well. It's, it's to, because at the end of the day we're the ones that have to you know lie in bed at night look look mm-hmm. at ourselves in the mirror live in our own heads however you want to describe it <laughs> and you know we have to be at at peace with that and of course you know there are going to be you know when you kind of do these interviews which by the way most of which have, have lost the plot again that's a whole other um <laughs> show or discussion where the, the, i mean some of these whole day interviews i only ever did one and i came away from it in tears and vowed never again uh, and that was before i'd even kind of that was just after I qualified but anyway that's yeah. another another story for another yeah. day yeah um this idea that you know we we are the ones kind of forging our own paths leading our own lives and i mean it's it's sort of you know it's it's maybe silly to say you know the only person you have to justify anything to is yourself but to a large extent i do think that is is true and i think mm-hmm. in the right environment as you've said they will they will understand and appreciate that but also coming back to this idea of just being a class teacher i think that almost kind of needs to to die a death as well that idea mm-hmm. of you are just you are just mm-hmm. a teacher we are yep. highly qualified people highly and you know you're an example this highly experienced we bring so much to the role of <coughs> teacher mm-hmm. without kind of the rest of it you know just that that role is is phenomenal and of course mm-hmm. that we as i said earlier in the show you we are constantly fighting the daily battle against the parade of stupid from the media from the general yeah. public from and it's not everybody but it's you know but it's, it's a lot it's a <laughs> constant barrage it's a lot and yeah. we constantly fight fight our corner for a profession that actually is pretty pretty wonderful you know in large part it comes with its constant array of pitfalls and this and all the rest of it and Mm -hmm. of course sadly in the UK at the moment the state of it is complex and Mm -hmm. a lot and I you know I can only hope that as a whole things do get better but from kind of your sort of your own sort of day-to-day perspective it's you know you it's kind of almost and again I'm going cheese now but you are enough if you if you don't want to do this, and I know I said I, sound, I sound, I'm, I'm one step away from turning this into a positive affirmations show. Rogers is probably absolutely Tom Rogers is probably cringing uh, somewhere. Um, sure, I'm sure other people are kind of dying a bit inside, going, "Please don't say anything soft anymore." It's, but it is it is true. I know these things and these comments are naff and all the rest of it. I know we laugh about it, but the but the it's true. Is, is this is what we are we are living and you it it is it is you know you're not you're not any less of a teacher because you don't want to do these things but equally in the same vein if you do want to go for it you need to be well I was actually going to say ask you more of this sort of Mm -hmm. your advice to people considering uh middle management or considering uh you know stepping up into it whether it's head of year Head of subject, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. those certainly more those middle tiers rather than you know, I suppose this could apply yeah. to deputy headship and headship as well. I mean, I guess why not? Yeah. But well, I feel, go, like, I feel like, yeah. sorry, no, I was just gonna say, I feel like people
2: who, who are moving into SLT territory, they've got like that's not something you do just to try. You know, I mean, anyone I've spoken to who's in a, on SLT, anyone I've talked to about this or similar issues. it's it's always clear they've either said directly or it's it's very very clear that that's that's been the goal or it's a step toward another goal like they've they're the kind of people that want to be at at least a certain rung on the ladder or they want to be in that position to try and make particular like affect particular changes in the institution like you don't you don't do that unless you've got specific reasons for it and I feel like that has to come from the individual it's one of those it's I mean, this is just my viewpoint, but I feel like you have to be driven to do that. Uh, it's not something I would ever suggest. Having seen some of my very good friends really struggle with and be very successful at um, SLT stuff, um, I feel like that's got to come from you, and you've got to have your own reasons for it. But I feel like any anything middling, you know, any kind of head of head of department, head of year, head of faculty, the um, head of house in some schools, you know, it's. It is the kind of thing that like you you never are going to know if you can get into the flow of it if you can enjoy it if it's going to be rewarding for you if it's going to be worth it for you unless you actually do it and i think it's it's it is the kind of thing you can kind of dip in and out of without enormous repercussions i mean i've i've yet to experience huge ones although i'm st- i would still be wary of stepping down within the same school that would still make me nervous but I, it, it would make me a lot less nervous in this great school that i'm in now than it would have in the the you know horrific school I was in before. I think I think the first thing, which is what what I did when I was kind of pushed into the head of ear thing initially, was just speak to as many people in that role in as many different institutions as you possibly can. Like we've got like my go-to for um, talking to teachers or finding um, teachers in particular positions is the the union WhatsApp groups that I'm in. I'm in a bunch of different WhatsApp groups from my teacher's union, like location, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's a really good way to get in contact with people. Obviously there's Twitter or whatever it is these days. There are so many different ways of of contacting teachers in, in those positions across the country or around the world. And you need to speak to people from different in different settings to get the full picture um, and speak to more, you know, as many as you possibly can. And that, that's going to give you a clear idea of like, what the daily life is like (laughs) and um and people have come up to me yeah people have come up to me and been like oh what's what's head of your like what's pastoral like and I've I've said to them on more than one occasion I'm having a really bad day right now so I'm gonna tell you right now what I think ask me tomorrow as well or like come back to me when I'm when I'm smiling and you're (laughs) gonna get you're gonna get you're gonna get a much fuller picture of of what it's like because you need to hear the good and you need to hear the bad um before you make any sort of informed decision yeah, um, but it's said, not
0: yeah that about teaching generally don't don't ask yeah. me right now
2: yeah oh ask me right now I always tell them because this is you know you ask me at this point on this day and this is the answer I'm going to give you but also <laughs> there's there is more there is there's yeah. an and here so yeah <clears throat> getting getting and, the full picture and talking to people I think is super important
0: Oh, most definitely. Well, I think that that is a great point to pause our our conversation for now, although I could go on and on and on. I wish we had more time. And, Ray, I'm sure you will be back again, uh, either listening in or uh, uh, guesting again, or maybe even, you never know, hosting one day. (laughs) <laughs> but um thank you so so much for very openly sharing your story your thoughts with us and everything i really do truly appreciate it because uh, i know it is a a difficult thing to do uh, certainly when you're talking sort of about um you know, dredging up some of the negative stuff and some of the yeah. the more uh, some of the sort of harder experiences that you've been through. So uh, you know, yeah. uh, I know that yeah. I and the and the listeners do appreciate it an awful lot. So thank you so so much for um, also letting me constantly interrupt you for the last hour and a half. No, as well. it's fine. I told you, I'll just
2: you, you got to interrupt her. It's going to go on forever. <laughs> well, it's I fine. appreciate
0: it, and please do come back uh, any time. And uh, yeah, it's it's been absolutely fabulous to to talk to you
2: yes so, thank you so much for having me
0: oh anytime so uh ray they're talking about her experiences um well being in middle leadership uh, or in um head of head of year role, stepping down going back in and at the moment well we're going to try and step away from just class teaching but a moment enjoying the experience of being in the classroom classroom teaching and all that all that involves because you're never you are never just a teacher let me tell you never just a teacher um just a quick reminder that our sponsor for this show is uh adapt who are kind of an alternative to a union really and they are apolitical and independent and they specialize in supporting individual teachers um if you are a member of Edup, you get an individual caseworker should you ever need them but hopefully you won't uh, as well as 24 7 mental health support and if you want to know more you can go to edup.org.uk. please do also bear in mind that ttr listeners um get special discounts at the moment either on annual membership using the code all capital letters all one word TTR annual please spell annual correctly it's got two ends which I forgot about earlier uh, or TTR monthly again all capital letters all one word and that will get you 10% discounts on either monthly or yearly memberships um any other life admin? Let me think about this. Oh, I suppose I should tell you what I'm up to in two weeks time when I'm back on TTR's airwaves again. In two weeks time, I'm going to be talking about something that actually uh, one of my fellow TTR posts, uh, posts, hosts put in my head. Um, it was uh, Brent Poland. So if you're out there listening anyway, Brent, I entirely hold you accountable for this next show, which is uh, all about sort of a mixture of things, really, the future of classroom teaching, the future of schooling and how, you know, has education got to the point where we're just kind of trying to adapt it to, you know, or is everybody having an opinion? So it's just kind of to suit themselves rather than, um, you know, actually being part of an institution, actually wearing uniform, actually kind of going somewhere every day. Is this something that actually ultimately is going to survive going forward? And I think it's a really interesting discussion to have. So that will be in a couple of weeks time at 7 30 um and i'm looking forward to it so if you want to come on and share your thoughts with me on that you're free to do so send me a dm or indeed send the uh, teachers talk radio account account a direct message Um, or indeed if you have any suggestions of shows you would like to hear or things that you would like to hear discussed it might not necessarily be me but one of the other hosts might take up the mantle on that for you and On that note, what I should say is if you fancy sitting in the chair, um, which is actually your sofa or any comfortable space in your own home and uh, hosting Teachers Talk radio shows, then also send us a a direct message through the Twitter account as well, because we are always looking for people. There are always opportunities available. So if you are thinking about it, this is something I really would encourage you to to go for. So you might feel a bit iffy about going for middle leadership, but you definitely shouldn't feel iffy about joining Teachers Talk Radio because we are quite a nice bunch, actually. So we're, we're all right. Bit, bit, bit frayed around the edges. Bit loose around the edges. But other than that, you know, all right, really. Um, I think I'm going to leave it there for this evening. And Emily oh, is so... starting
1: in about oh, thirty seconds. So if I you want to listen sure, to that, I wasn't go sure over I was there.
0: Double check. Sorry, Rod. Well, I
1: think she is. I think she is on. In a minute.
0: Um, Uh, Yes, and that's over on good old Podbean, right? Yeah, so you just listen to that on the website. Just go to the website. website. I I should double-check with you because I saw it on the schedule and I was not 100% sure, but yes. What's she talking about, Roger? Do you know? I don't know, actually. But I'm sure Uh, it'll be very good i'm sure it'll be very good so if you fancy more teachers talk radio content this evening emily is starting right now so i'm going to disappear so you can all go and listen to that or indeed catch up with bake off which is what i'm going to do right now so have a lovely rest of the week and i will talk to you all soon
1: teaching is a rewarding profession but it comes with its fair share of challenges that's where adapt come in we're not your typical trade union but instead a modern apolitical alternative offering expert legal, employment and mental health support. Protection without the politics. So what makes EADAPT different? We're always apolitical and independent. Specialised solely in supporting individual teachers. Our caseworkers are professionally qualified, ensuring you always get the best advice. Plus, there's 24-7 mental health support. Whether it's a simple contract check or handling serious allegations, EADAPT are here for you join the thousands of educators who've chosen adapt to protect their careers subscribe at adapt.org.uk today adapt supporting school staff protecting careers